Well, speaking of your, you know, we we, we did some guessing on last week's show <laughs> about what your floaty device yeah, well, what was situation it? would be at the reservoir. I went donut. Uh, so there was uh, an inner tube, so... Yes. Uh, no noodles, unfortunately. Mm. Um, otherwise, it was all paddle boards. Interesting. But yeah. like, but you know, I have done the noodle chair before. Yeah, I, the, I noodle mean, <laughs> the noodle chair. Yeah, where you just grab a few chair. noodles and you make you. Make, that's kind Look, of the fun part out, about. I don't know that. how that works. I don't go out in the sun. Yeah. So you. So you. So you got Tyler's one. An indoor cat. Mm-hmm. You got one on your upper back with your arms over it. You got one like kind of on your lower back, one on your knees, one on your ankles, mm-hmm. and you just kind of float. A lot of people think I'm a vampire because I go out in the sun so little. <laughs> I could be actually. Mm. You might be. I'm not, yeah. I mean, maybe I just. Do you have any roots there. that come from Transylvania from that whole area? Uh, no, but look I do at him. Have a He's couple, got Eastern European written all over. I do have a couple of very sharp teeth. <laughs> yeah, actually, you, you kind of do fit the bill for a vampire. I have so. vamp qualities for sure. Uh, it, yeah, my ancestry too. That that's where it is. A Eastern European. I'm British a little bit. A little bit British, you know. I just want my accent. Were you sad so about the Queen passing? Uh, I mean, did you take am like I a, a day? Bad person, if I say that I didn't take the <laughs> did, day off, did work? you take a day? No, I mean, of course. Anytime anyone passes, it's sad. But I mean, I didn't take the day off work. Well, I I did a little bit more my English accent, so you know, a little bit of a tribute. <laughs> I've never understood like the obsession with the royal family in general. It's very it's very popular. But especially with like the queen dying, like, I you know I guess it's cool that she's like she was the only or like the first major um, uh, uh, like patriarch, you know. But even still, like matriarch, matriarch, right? Matriarch. Exactly. I was trying to think of the opposite of it, and I said exactly <laughs> what it was. She she was a matriarch. Thank you, Ryan. Um, yeah, but like you know, she still was like the queen of like a country that did all kinds of awful shit like all the other world powers. So I don't get why she's being celebrated so much. I, mean, I just we don't We all got hatriarch for the matriarch. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, like that, I mean, though. we all got skeletons as countries. Come on. Mm-hmm. You know? No, not America. Never. No. There are no skeletons. <laughs> no. Um, we're back. We're, hey, we're in the studio. This feels good. We're back. Yeah, we're it's not, good to have you guys back. We're not recording from home. We're not doing this over Zoom. It's good to see you. Um, it's going to finally be finally back together. Back again. in Woos Media Studios. Uh, we have week... Is it week four already? My God. Yes. College football yes. Goes, goes so fast. We're now basically a third of the way through the season, which that's brutal. Um, it feels like it just begun. Uh, yeah. There's a song there, right? It feels. I'm in a singing mood today. It's it's only only just begun. Wow! Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> Beautiful. I, I mean, be, the I harmony. should be the one singing on this. Song. You harmonize. You set him up, and we knock him down. Yeah, yeah. I, I well, did like that harmony, though. We have uh, the the slate of games for this week is incredible. Uh, we have lots of picks we're going to give out when we break down the games. Uh, we have some fun segments. We're going to, you know, we're going to do a little headline game again. A, a callback from one of our most. Uh, our, one of our classic segments, Classics. where Tower predicts the headlines. Uh, we've got a a playoff four. We've got a new segment, pump it or dump it. Um, shout out to all of you. <laughs> shout out to all of the uh, the shitcoin investors out there, the the altcoin investors that are doing pumping and pumping and dump it schemes. This is strictly an either or. Oh, uh, you look at that as a stock market term. I thought. <laughs> I thought that was something entirely different. No, yeah, like you're either pumping the stock or you're dumping the stock. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, one or the other. I mean, we got. Yeah, sounds this. like me when I was like 14 or 15. Yeah, but it's a, it's a children's show, but uh. <laughs> just you. Um, <laughs> but uh, college football news. Look, there there hasn't been a ton. We did touch on it uh, on uh, on Sunday show, but the biggest one, of course, being Herm Edwards. 
you know, getting fired. Herm the germ. Uh, Herm the germ. He's out. They, they said that it's like a mutual thing, but clearly, you know, they, they lose to, I think, Eastern Michigan or Central Michigan, a bad team. Um, and the investigation is obviously looming. They, like, don't have, you know, ha- half their staff had already been fired over the last year uh, due to the investigation. Now Herm is out. And I'm interested to to see kind of where what this shakes out because there can't be a lot of big name head coaches that are eager to take the Arizona State job knowing that like sanctions are on the way. It's a different different situation than Nebraska. Do you think it'll still be as harsh though since the coach is gone now? Yes, yeah, because like otherwise that's too easy for schools to get out of it. They can just be like, yeah, cheat, and then mm, you know, yeah. we'll we'll fire you, and then no big deal. And so like that's what happened when. Uh, when what's his name bill o'brien took over for joe paterno at penn state he had to deal with the sanctions um and then he left for the nfl now of course he's back in college yeah i mean obviously it's gonna be a tough situation but it's arizona state like they they have to kind of take a swing anyway you know herm was a weird Mm. hire it was a weird yeah you're right i don't think they're gonna go conventional anyway do you think they'll go another like ex nfl guy like that like maybe they go Mm. after uh oh you know what they should go after um Shit! What's the who was the coach of the Titans for so long and always went eight and eight with the uh, Jeff Fisher? Jeff Fisher, yeah. Jeff Fisher, new <laughs> Arizona State head coach Jeff Fisher. Well, I mean, the, the the upside is you get to live in Arizona, and so is that an upside? No. I think I, you don't think that like nice weather all the time is no, something because it's that, nice. It's nice. It's, it's nice honest. in December for, yeah, for the, sure. Like, the old people, like Jeff Fisher, would want that. Yeah, a little retirement area, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't if you speak for if Jeff you golf, Fisher. if you golf, it's a great place because you get to golf, you know, year round or actually not even you get to golf in the winter or in the summer. It's like too hot to golf. Yeah, it's pretty hot. I don't know. Only weirdos live in Arizona, in my opinion. Shout out Nick Snyder. Um, <laughs> but uh, it to me, it's just like I wouldn't want to live there in the summer, but maybe in the winter. I don't know. Nice. I, I just feel like a lot of if you're Jeff Fisher and you've done that whole coaching thing, it's a good spot to go coach a little bit. Go 500 every year mm. with seven wins a year. Make some bowls. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not saying it's a bad uh, a bad gig to be like a bad place to be head You're coach. You're saying Arizona's a horrible place to live. I just, I wouldn't <laughs> want to live there. There's a lot of places I'd go before Arizona. Look, I'm sorry from, to this all is the, from the, vamp. the Arizona faithful uh, that, that are listening out there. So I do apologize. You don't care. Maybe I just need to spend more time you in don't your state and figure it I think out. You, I think you're just saying that. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that's like the, the main piece of college football news is that now, you know, we have two major head coaching positions to fill. Of course, Nebraska being the biggest one. There was a, a report that came out the other day that Nebraska did in fact reach out to Urban Meyer about the head coaching job. There's no uh, sign of interest back from him, at least yet, but the report is that they reached out well, to him. According to my headlines that we're going to do here soon, my future headlines, uh, I think he might be interested. Well, should we just get right into it? Should we just break down next week's headlines? Yeah, let's let's do next week's headlines. So if you if you are a uh, a loyal listener, uh, a loyal tailgater, then you know this segment. If you're a new listener, basically the way this works, this is this was a Tyler Walgy special. Uh, you invented this. Yeah, yeah you, you're we're predicting Sundays or Mondays headlines based off of what we think is going to yeah, happen next week's headlines. Yes. So all right, here we go. Uh, and I like to do a lot of predictions in the form of headlines, right? Yeah. So all sure. Right. Uh, first one. Cyclones let Baylor hang Aranda as bears eat Campbell's soup for dinner. <laughs> it's long, but I love it. it. Is. Hang Aranda. Hang Aranda. Hang Aranda. Brilliant. All right. Uh, next one. No luck for the Irish as Mac Brown tips the scales 
in UNC's favor. <laughs> You're really going he- like hard on Mac Brown's weight he's this year. He's so fat. I don't think he's. I don't even think he's gained that much weight compared no. to where he's been for like okay, the last five he's years. He's gone size down on the shirts. He's going schmedium on the shirts then, because that's. I mean, he's he looks chubby. Okay. Okay. Next one. Hawkeyes suck cockeyes. <laughs> Offense Whoa. is a snore in the Jersey Shore. What is this for the onion? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Iowa at Rutgers. I think they're minus seven and a half. Yeah, which, yeah. I mean, uh, that's a preposterous line. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, next one. Checkmate App State. Duke Dogs steal the deal and shatter Cinderella's season. That's more of a normal one. Duke Dogs? Yeah, James Madison. Oh, I was going to say, I don't even know what the headline this yeah. is referring to. I don't know who the Duke Dogs are. Oh, hey, are. hey, we got a big following in James Madison. Shout out country. JMU, the Duke Dogs. Yeah, they're plus seven and a half this week. Is, are they actually the Duke Dogs, or is that like a they nickname? Are. James Madison. I don't know. I think that's like their mascot. The Duke Dogs. Yeah, that, okay. I, I, I went deep cut there. Yeah, there's some mascot, the Duke Dogs. Yeah. That's a JMU deep cut. The, uh, the, uh, <laughs> the Bush's Beans dog name was Duke. Dukes, uh, that's Duke. right. Roll that beautiful okay. bean footage. He's got the secret. All right, and then this, <laughs> that this is my uh, bean footage. This is my last headline, and this one is the herb one. Okay, tight ends beware. Herb scene checking out the local talent in Lincoln. <laughs> so this is to like tight the tight ends beware. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And there it is, it. the headlines. There's the head next I mean, headlines. It's Boom. so good. It's brilliant. Like yeah. you really the it, it, there's got to be someone out there listening who works <laughs> for a newspaper that needs to at the very least hire Tyler as like a consulting as like, you know, outside consultant. I'm not cheap. Yeah, but yeah, like can, you know, we know you're not going to work full time for, you know, the uh the the Baltimore whatever, the the Baltimore Gazette. Mm-hmm. But consult for a couple of snazzy headlines? Yes, I think so. Cyclones let Baylor hang aranda. Okay, uh, should I just go right back to back and give you guys my playoff four? Yeah, should I we love just it. do the back to back? Okay, this so this isn't an impromptu playoff four. This is. I showed up today with my playoff four. He's I went, sneaking one in. I went to a game recently, and one of these happened to me. So this is the most embarrassing moments at sporting events. Okay, these are the most embarrassing things that can happen to you at sporting events. My playoff four. Okay. Okay, the four seed is being the last one. To say a chant, okay? So let's say it's like, <laughs> like, like, let's go Buffaloes, right? We're CU fans. Unfortunately, not much chanting going to be going on this no. weekend, but, uh, right. right? And so, like, or everyone, like the last clap. so everyone's saying it, right? And then everyone stops, and you're the last one to say, let's go, and you have to, <laughs> so, right? So that's the, the, the four seed for that the most embarrassing bad. thing that, that happens. Okay. Uh, number of the three seed is being with the drunk person. Mm. Okay, and the reason why this is is because usually, that's yeah, rough. When when you're with a drunk person, everyone's kind of looking around. Everyone's st- and the only person that's not embarrassed is the drunk person because they don't realize what's going on. Yeah, really. of course, they don't realize what they're, they're doing. And look, no, no, no shade out here. I've I've been that person. We've all been that person. It's I have been the, the guy with you where you're the drunk person. <laughs> that is, that is a fact. Yes, we both the, have. <laughs> it's happened to the best of us, but. <laughs> God, that's embarrassing for everyone else. And it's kind of the same thing. Have you ever been to a, a, a stand-up show? Oh, and that's someone the, oh my God. Who Literally the worst. Gets loud? Oh, Literally the worst. To me. That's the so bad. Actual number four, you could uh, be the, the, the only one to clap after a joke at a stand-up show. <laughs> yeah. That's bad. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. Uh, number two, the two seed. On the same note with the alcohol thing, spilling beer. Oh yeah, that is so embarrassing. Don't be that if guy. Spill the beer, everyone. They, now their shoes are sticky. They're going to pick their stuff up. It's going down from row to row. <laughs> it's slowly seeping down, and you just see the reactions of the people every row down. Of like, oh, and they have to turn around. Yeah, so spilling yep. beer is bad. Okay, 
Now the last one, this the, the one seed is actually what happened to me. Okay, this happened to me at the game, and this yesterday, is right? the most embarrassing, th- the most embarrassing thing. Yeah, yesterday, uh, I went to the to the Rockies game. I went to a baseball game. Yeah. All right. So, uh, getting caught sitting in the wrong seats. Oh, that is the most embarrassing. You got thing called out. I, well, no, no, we didn't get called out. Let me let me tell you what happened. So, <laughs> it was a weird situation. It was a weird game. So we actually had two sets of tickets. Okay, so, yeah, how, how often does that happen? We have two sets of tickets, okay? Yeah, why? So, well, well, he, he, actually, explain the situation Yeah, here. so here's what happened is I bought tickets a couple weeks ago in, in, the, in the rooftop. Okay, so the rooftop is like this. It's the third level, third deck. It's cheap tickets. I got them for like five bucks a piece, okay? Mm-hmm. And so I had had those, and then I got an email from the Rockies offering tickets $6 a piece for lower level. Okay, mm. so I was like, ooh, this is nice. I want lower level seats instead. So I took, I, I bought the $6 tickets and I listed the ones that I paid $5 for originally yep. for resale on StubHub. The only issue is I got a little greedy because I was like, look, if they don't sell, I'll have two sets of tickets, whatever. I'll eat the 10 bucks, but maybe I can sell them for like 11 a piece, double my money, make a little cash here. So that's what I did, right? They didn't end up selling. So I went into the game with two sets of tickets. <laughs> And we uh, we went we we got uh, some food. I got a Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, nice. uh, yeah. She got a uh, she got a uh, some nachos. Mm-hmm. Allie got Classic. some nachos. Yeah. And uh, we went down, and I noticed that the row that we were in, a lot of other people took advantage of that six dollar deal because it was packed. That was like the six dollar row, right? Yep. And so, I, what we decided to do was go one row ahead because that row was dead empty. There was no one in the row ahead of him. So the row that we had, which everyone was in, the only seats there that were open were our seats, seats nine and seats 10. So we went to the row ahead that was empty. We sat in seats nine and 10 in that row and just had some room, okay? So we were there for about an inning or so. I ate my, my Philly cheesesteak. She ate her nachos. Uh, I, I, you know, we're, we're just kind of hanging out there for a little bit. And then we decided to get up and go check out the other seats as some people were walking down the row to sit presumably in our seats. And so, but the, here's the thing is, is we didn't have an exchange with them. They didn't say anything, but it is embarrassing because they clearly thought that we were in their seats and it, cause we didn't go behind us. We just left the, that section altogether. Cause we didn't want to be all, you know, crammed in. And trust me, the, the people that, that were, it wasn't like the most like relaxing environment. It was like, you know, it wasn't great. So, uh, so, but we left like food back there and I left my Philly cheesesteak stuff. And and I killed the whole thing at Cracker Jacks. I didn't mention that. And, and so and like our all our trashes and stuffs back there. She finished uh, uh, her beer. I had like my water. So we like left kind of like a little bit back there because we were planning. You know, we didn't know. So we left kind left that. But that reminded me also because that is embarrassing when you have to get called out and it's like, excuse me. Did or, they bring down the usher and like like yeah. the, the no, usher no, 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 came no, and, and pulled you out? No, because at that point we went. Uh, uh, to our other seats because mm. I had two sets of tickets. That's where those come into play. So we went up to the uh, to the uh, third level, which there was nobody up there, and that was pretty chill. But uh, when we went up there, what was funny is there were people in our seats up there at the, <laughs> the third level, and we just went down a little bit and sat somewhere else because it was so empty. But that's also embarrassing is when you have to be the, like, now it's all, now you have to be like, excuse me, like, these are our seats, and they have to, and it's probably embarrassing because 
if it's like a, a kid or a teenager, well, yeah, there's like, oh, okay, sorry. But if you're if you're like an adult, or like they're with your kids, there's actually a Jerry Seinfeld bit about this, where it's like, now you have to pretend that you're in the, oh, how could this have happened? <laughs> Looking <laughs> at the tickets like over and over again. <laughs> exactly. You're triple checking, but <laughs> yeah. So uh, that, that in my opinion, is the worst thing that can I will say for. getting busted by an usher is way worse than yeah, getting busted by yeah, people. Yeah, that's true. Because they know how it is. I mean, I'm sure they've moved seats in their life at a sporting event before. Right. So right. I created a list of four just while you were. Uh, oh, I love that. T- top okay. of my head. I, I, These are what do you top got? What embarrassing do you got? sporting moments. Playoff four uh, in no order. By the way, they're not seated. Yeah. Um, <laughs> being Steve Bartman, that one's rough. Being like <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's the embarrassing on national the... TV. So uh, Steve Bartman uh, caught a foul ball during the 2000 something. It was a fair ball. I thought. Uh, well, no, well, it, 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 it just got in the player's way. It was during the Chicago Cubs. It, it was run. like hanging over the edge, and the outfielder thought he could get it, and everyone was reaching for it and then this dude became like public enemy number one in Chicago yeah and they it felt was like he Cubs ruined it ha- hadn't won the world series in so long and he so. like literally got death threats and stuff yeah. he had to go into hiding there's actually a really good 30 for yeah, 30 on it called, called catching hell yeah. um, but so that that's rough uh, the next one this is very similar to your like don't be the last one that's cheering yeah starting the wave unsuccessfully <laughs> yeah. if you try to start a wave and it doesn't work but you're that one dude that's trying to get everyone involved and no one's into it that's very embarrassing oh, that is and on that same <laughs> note the guy who's trying to get everyone going like pump everyone up yes. or get chance going yeah it's like hey man they have cheerleaders for a reason why don't you just sit down and enjoy the show um when you're on the jumbotron but you don't notice you know whenever you like see that they yeah. put it on a fan and people are like tapping on their shoulder trying to get them to look and they still don't that's embarrassing and then last but not least being an adult with cotton candy if you oh, get one of those big whoa. cotton candies as an adult, that's embarrassing. I don't know if I agree with that. I love cotton candy. It's been a while well, since I've ordered it, but I love exactly, cotton candy. Okay, but you're proving my point. I, I, we all love cotton candy. I mean, it's just sugar. I don't even know how how it's made. I don't understand the science. It's just sugar. But like, if you're an adult and you get one of those big, stupid cotton candy cones, <laughs> like you're that's embarrassing. You should be embarrassed. That's why you haven't had it in so long. I do right? like cotton candy. Because you though, have maybe. shame. <laughs> maybe it is a subconscious shame that I do have. Uh, what was your uh, second to last one? Uh, caught on the Jumbotron but not noticing Okay, it. that reminded me. Now, okay. you don't know, but everyone else feels the embarrassment for you because they see you and they see that you're not paying attention. So, not a Jumbotron moment, but uh, when I worked in radio, I went to a... You know how big of a CU fan I am, right? Yes, uh, the Buffs, I do. Buffs football. Large. Okay, for, yeah, for, yeah, so... Uh, Quite committed. I actually <laughs> called out of work one day and made up an excuse and I had said I had some family it's issue. It's like that Seinfeld episode. It is, it is. I said I had some family issue. So I remember it was Oregon CU. And it was a really good game. I think the Buffs actually lost by three or four points, like 41, 38, something like that. But great game. I went down. I, I sat in the student section with some of my buddies and I ended up on TV. And I start getting text messages from my friends who were watching the game. Like, hey, you just ended up, you were on TV, you are on TV. And I go onto Facebook, and our friend Snyder had posted a picture of me, like a still frame uh, of me on on TV. And he's like, always, you know, he's like, always making an appearance or whatever. And I'm just sitting there going, oh no. <laughs> and my boss never said anything. I don't know. He obviously didn't see, or he just didn't say anything. But yeah, that was a terrifying. I mean, you moment. worked for a, a radio uh, station at doing sports radio. I feel like it should be forgiven if you. 
if you excuse yourself out, even with a lie, to go to a sporting event. I, mean, I feel like that should be, so, that should but, be something uh, you should be forgiven, yeah, you know? But, yeah. so, well, maybe I was, but either way, that was terrifying, the moment, yeah. Well, that was my impromptu list right there. I love so. it. Boom. Uh, before we get to the games and to pump it or dump it, uh, we need to talk a little bit about BetUS. Yes, we uh, do. If you're a fan of the show, by the way, there's a few things you should be doing if, if you actually are, are a fan of the show and you want to support us. First of all, Subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends and give us a five star review. I'm whether, get some water while you do this read. Is sure. That right? Yeah. Uh, whether it be on Spotify or iTunes, uh, the number one thing that can help us to to grow is to give us like a five star review. Uh, say something nice about it. Like on Apple, you can actually write reviews, I guess, about it. So say something nice about us, or don't say something shitty, but just give us the five star yeah, review. Five stars, all the whatever matters. you want. Um, and then the other thing, you, you know, follow us on social media at CFB underscore Pod, uh, and then we're on Instagram at College Football Tailgate. But the main thing is to to bet with BetUS and use our promo code. So Tyler men- mentions it all the time about you know why it's important to be able to shop numbers. Uh, a lot of different sports books offer different lines, and so if you have you know a, an awesome, if you feel, feel really good about a game and you can find an even lower number or, or a higher number or whatever, something that's more advantageous for your betting angle, uh, having multiple sport uh, sport books that you use is a really helpful thing. Uh, and honestly, BetUS is just awesome. Like, you know, we talk about it all the time and it's not bullshit. Like they're, first of all, their customer support is amazing. Uh, you'll get a real person instantly if you need help or you have a question or something. Um, if you use our promo code tailgate, you can, uh, it, you know, first of all, it's going to help out the show. Tyler mentions it a lot too. Like don't, don't take the, the initial bonus because there's like rollover rules. So instead of taking the bonus, just deposit some money and wait because they're going to start messaging you and emailing you about promotions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to address this middle of the read. Tyler just came down with, first of all, a glass of water in like the craziest and beer naked. glass <laughs> and, and a slice of cheese. He's just eating a slice of cheddar cheese and drinking water out of like a beer glass that you would find in like a like a pint or a pub in England or something. I mean, I was... <laughs> I was a little hungry and I just thought a piece of cheese would be perfect. I love it as a snack. It's yeah. just a, it was a funny thing to run down from upstairs. And I had a little mug of water before and I, I that's not enough. So I, yeah. I brought down this huge glass, the biggest thing so I could So you find. only drink water out of, out of things that don't normally, a <laughs> mug of water or the weirdest, you know, those pint <laughs> yeah, glasses, no glasses those yeah. pint glasses that are, it's not even a pint or maybe it is a pint. I don't know. Those beer glasses that are skinny at the bottom and they get wider as they go up. That's what he's drinking water out of right yeah. now. It's like a 24 ounce. And just raw dog in a single. Like, yeah. like, I'm yeah. a fan of that. Like I do that all the time. This is, uh, and I like my cheddar extra sharp. This is extra sharp. Oh, so you're a, sar- sharp. you're a Sargento guy. Yeah. Uh, Sargento. Yeah. I love Sargento. There you go. Big, yeah. Doesn't? Big Sargento guy. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm more of a, I'm, I'm definitely not ashamed to uh, admit that I'll grab like a handful of shredded cheese out of the bag. Oh, yeah. And, and just snack on that. So I'm actually with play. you as far as cheese being a good snack. But the whole point of, of the read before that, uh, <laughs> Bet with BetUS, use our promo code TAILGATE when you sign up. Um, if you want to take the rollover bonus, fine, but we recommend you actually don't because there's like rollover you know, rules yeah, for that kind of stuff. E- they'll send you emails after with some, with some uh, great deals. Exactly. Yeah, really good promotions and, and whatnot. And so uh, like four th- times rollover, five times rollover compared to, which is normal now, right? It, bet, sure. BetMGM, DraftKings, that's what you're getting. It's yeah. five times rollovers usually on these deals. Uh, the, the new one is like a 100% match and they'll do like a five times rollover. Same deal with BetUS. If you sign up, use promo code tailgate and then uh, just, you know, make it better too. Yeah. And like, you're not American if you're not betting with a sports 
book that's called BetUS, first of all. I get that they're an offshore company technically, <laughs> but what could be more American than like skirting some tax rules uh, well, with the IRS and legalities in order to, to gamble on football? There's, there's nothing lot more of, American. But there's a lot of states that actually don't have exactly. betting yet. Like, like if you're in a southern state, books. like what are you doing? Yeah, BetUS exactly, is yeah. where you need to be placing your bets For instead of some sketchy sure. bookie that you meet in the 7-Eleven parking lot. So yeah. uh, that's my personal opinion. But let's get to pump it or dump yeah. it. I've had a lot of good experiences in 7-Eleven parking lots, okay? Yeah. A lot of good stuff happened. Yep. Yeah. That's, I mean, I don't even know what to say to that. Mm-hmm. You're, you're uh, <laughs> I live in a rough area of Colorado, so I have not had good experience yeah. <laughs> at 7-Eleven parking lots. <laughs> uh, um, all right. Pump it or dump it. So this is actually, uh, I was, I was reading um, about like meme stocks recently, you know. Meme stocks? Yeah. Like uh, everyone is that got. Like kids are, is that like a, a new like. Uh, form of music? No, uh, yes. Meme stocks. Meme stocks. It's a genre. Uh, okay. No, like it's everyone, a bunch of like shit posters they say online got everyone to buy into like the GameStop stock over the last couple of years. And so okay. there's these stocks that become meme stocks where like a bunch of non, you know, suit wearing Wall Street bros uh, invest in it online to to pump the stock up and then eventually dump it. And so like it, it's all tied into the same people that invest in like shit coins, you know, as they call it, which are like cryptocurrencies that aren't popular it's not just bitcoin and ethereum like there's one that's literally called cum rocket uh, <laughs> i'm not joking you can invest in a coin called cum rocket and like the the unit that they measure are called cummies so like you know oh like with, with, with bitcoin it's like satoshis so sorry to all of our family that are listening by the way <laughs> for that one but uh you know pump it or dump it so basically are you pumping this stock or are you dumping it <laughs> okay I'm that, into it. Let's go. Uh, and we're going to do college football and just random life shit. So the first one uh, that I'm going to give you here is the Dabo Swinney era has ended. And what I mean by that is like he was so dominant in multiple national championships. They went to six straight playoff uh, playoff appearances. Of course, last year, missing it for the first time in a while. Uh, has the era of Dabo ended? Pump it or dump it? Oh, wow. Uh, I'm going to dump that. I think okay. he's sticking around. I think there's not many coaches who can consistently coach on that level. He's one of the best coaches, like X's and O's. I just wonder if he can keep, if he can get top three classes for the next seven years, ten years at Clemson. Right. A lot of money going to be involved. The whole landscape's going to change. And he's not fond of the new uh, changes to college Well, it's because Clemson doesn't have the same amount of like boosters as some of these other schools do, as uh, Alabama... Uh, Michigan, Ohio State, like mm-hmm. the, these schools are going to dwarf Clemson in terms of the money, so that's why he's not happy with that. So, uh, it, but in terms of him being able to hire X's nose, I'm saying I'm dumping it. I like Clemson uh, long term. Smitty, pump it or dump it? Uh, yeah, I'm dumping as well. I think he's done enough for long enough to uh, keep his job and uh, keep the university relevant and popular. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Urban Meyer, the next head coach in Nebraska, pump it or dump it? Pump it, pump it, <laughs> pump it. Uh, Which I hate because I hate Nebraska, but I mean, how great would that be? Herb, bunch of single middle-aged farm ladies <laughs> going after. Would he be on farmers only? <laughs> oh, he's definitely getting to farmers only. Oh, that's just I would love to see that, but uh, I, I also wouldn't love to see it because uh, not a big Nebraska fan, and he would turn that thing around quickly. I think would he? Oh yeah. See, that's I almost feel like he'd go in. It, it, I don't think it's actually happening, but I feel like 
he would succeed by Nebraska standards, but not by Urban Meyer standards. Okay. And then eventually he'd have another health scare, well, which he Urban just Meyer's has like on a three-year you know cycle, obviously. Urban Meyer standards is national championship. Exactly. So, so, I don't so, think that's possible. But maybe nine, ten wins a year gets him back on track. Right. You know, I mean, he's not going to stay long. Okay. He's going to go somewhere else, I think. I but think he's there for it. two, three years. I'm pumping it. Pump it. Okay. Pump Smitty, it. pump it or dump it. Yeah, this is a tough one. Um, I, I think that as a university, Nebraska could pony up enough money to get him away from TV again. Um, but a year after going back to TV... Uh, 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 I'm gonna. I'm. I'll pump it as well, just because I think um, the tradition at Nebraska, what they can do, what they can give him. Um, I think. I think that he would. He would say yes to the, to the to Nebraska. So okay. not as enthusiastic as my pump it. No, not as enthusiastic. Just, just because I, I, I just don't know. I just. I think it's a bad look for, especially after all the shit that he caught um, while he was in the NFL, and then he just gets to crawl back to TV, and then to just leave tv again to go to a struggling Nebraska program but but still i just think <laughs> yeah i don't know he's obviously a creature of of habit and i maybe he'll do it again but i'll say pump it just because i think nebraska can do it i think the real move for him by the way is he's waiting for marcus freeman to potentially get fired and then he'll take over at notre dame i think that's the that's one of the jobs that would be on his list that he'd be pumped to take over so that's yeah call. for sure i don't know if they would uh but he needs to recruit his guys. Well, but at the same That's time, true. he's not going to get hired, you know, during the season. That's a, yeah, it's a good point. Except so for, uh, yeah, so so he may have his choice at both of them. Yeah, good point. Uh, all right, Bama's run of dominance is over. Now I want to oh, give a caveat oh, here. Jesus Christ, Will. The, when I say Bama's run of dominance, I don't mean like Bama's not good anymore. I mean like the run of them being in a national championship game basically every other year or winning a national championship like every other year uh, is over. Because, and the reason why I brought this up is because Paul Feinbaum, who, of course, has, <laughs> oh, has never made a, a hot take in his life, came out and said that Georgia is now like the the premier uh, program in college football, which I mean, I don't I necessarily is, disagree, but uh, it, it, it Alabama is still Alabama. Yeah, I mean, like I, I, I agree again. I'm, I'm only bringing it up because I think Paul Feinbaum is a fucking idiot. Uh, I mean, or he's <laughs> probably not. He just knows what he's doing and he knows how to get clicks. Sure. But but t- the idea that Georgia has supplanted them as like what that program is to me is crazy. I think it's a little recent. Or recency bias. Sure. I don't believe that at all. But this year, I mean, that could be the case. Last year, clearly it was the case. Right. So if there's a trend, we see it for the next couple of years. Yeah. But no, Alabama is not going anywhere. It's going to be those two for a while. And I think the whole shifting of everything may impact like their divisions and the SEC at least a little bit. So yep. who knows if they're going to play each other as much. I mean, how great would it be if they restructure stuff to where Alabama and Georgia don't meet in the regular season? I mean, they, you know. well, they, that happens all the time, basically, uh, uh, just because of how the the SEC only plays an eight game conference schedule. Is so it, they, is it nine now or no? It's st- it's still eight, but like that's the whole point is that teams from the east and west can go like five years without playing each other. Now they're gonna play in the SEC championship game probably again, right? And they've been doing that a lot recently. But regular season, I don't think those teams meet up like hardly at all. So, well, um, I mean, it's still a possible. When's the next time they do play? Uh, I don't think they're scheduled this year. So, again, it, it, we're all kind of assuming it'll be in the SC Championship game yeah. uh, in December. So, we'll see what happens. But I'm selling it. I, I, I like Bama to stick around. Okay. Hot dump take. It, dump it as well. Hot take. Uh, the oh, yeah, pa- dump it. 
The <laughs> Pac-12 is not losing any more teams. The commissioner came out and said he doesn't think that we're losing any more teams. No one else is leaving. Pump it or dump it. Dump it. There's <laughs> that's not going to exist in a year and a half. Yeah, there yeah. will be no Pac-12. Agreed. Dump it. Yeah, I mean he's really confident. I got to give him that. Like he's he's going with the fake it till you make it method of just like if you if you say it, it's a thing. He's trying to make it real by saying it. But it sounds like there's been so many rumors with Washington and Oregon. It just yeah. seems insane to think that well, again, no one else is leaving. Again, at the same time, what is he going to come out and say? Yeah, we're screwed, guys. Yeah. I mean, go, go find a home somewhere I else. I might respect him more if he did, honestly. <laughs> if he was like, yeah, good shit's bad. Uh, they got me. I'm here to close out the business. That's my job. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't like it. Well, he's also just trying to make everyone feel comfortable in the Pac-12. Yeah. Like, hold on, hold on. It's going to be okay. We're getting some more things done. But, oh, yeah. I'm sure yeah. Oregon State feels great about what yeah. he says. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Uh, no longer college football topics. Jazz music. Mm. Pump it or dump it, Tyler? Uh, okay, I'm not going to lie and pretend to be all pretentious. I'm, I'm dumping it because I never listen to it. Like, it's not something I would, I would put on. And so I don't have a problem with jazz music at all. But I don't listen to it at all, so I'm dump it, Smitty. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna dump it as well. Yeah. I, I love good jazz. I'm not saying like I rock I mean, out I'll, all the time. I'll th- it's not necessarily you jazz, but I'll jazz I'll throw well. on that like <laughs> this is gonna make me sound really older than I am, but like some like smooth jazz or like adult contemporary. Like if I'm cooking, adult contemporary. <laughs> <laughs> some you AC, actually put baby. jazz on? Yeah, I will. See, I never listen to jazz. Or, or what I'll do, I guess it's not it's not necessarily jazz, but I'll just put on just like a piano playing. I like it for when I'm trying to get like some work done as like background music, sure. especially, the, you know, because most jazz music doesn't have, a lot of it doesn't have lyrics. And so to me, right. it's it's good. They call it like brown noise um, because it's oh like, boy. it's... <laughs> It's uh, hey. it's it's like background music that it, it makes it easier to focus. And sure. so, like when I'm trying to get work done, when I'm breaking down games and stuff, a lot of times I'll put on that kind of stuff. And so I actually love jazz. Yeah, I, I I really can't I'm stand like this super aggressive jazz. Now, from an investment standpoint, I'd be dumping it because I don't think it's like making a comeback. I no. certainly don't I, think I, that it's I, on I the don't rise. Believe so? No. Uh, spicy food. And I oh my god, I, a huge pump it. Oh really? I love spicy food. I don't know why. I I kind of assume that you would be like uh, not a big fan of spicy foods. No, I because love because based off of, like your other eating habits, I feel like you're you stay you know uh, in the lines, so to speak. I do, I do, but I love spicy. It is my go-to. I have wings pretty much every weekend for football. Whether it's it's, it's a good Saturday or, tradition. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I make the uh, a delicious uh, garlic hot sauce. Uh, oh yeah, you make your own long. wings. Yeah, I order. Yeah, them. I make my own. Uh, there's a, a Korean fried chicken place near me Ooh. that makes it's like a different style of frying for whatever Underrated. reason. Underrated, and their I'm rings are the, the the wings are amazing. Yeah, so but spicy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, even like Mexican spicy, I'm into uh, Indian all, spicy. Do you like Indian food? Jalapeno. Yeah, I'll go Indian. I like honestly. I like everything. I like all foods. Like everything. just don't put ketchup or sour cream in it, and I'm good. <laughs> Smitty, I, I already know Smitty loves spicy food. Oh yeah, I'm pumping it all day. Every Me day. too. I had yeah. jalapenos on my pizza Pump last night, it. pumping it all around. Little jalapenos. And, and the key is to get. I know it's a little out of the way, but go to the grocery store and get fresh jalapenos, chop them yourself, put them on your pizza. Because sometimes they use like the pickled jalapenos. I like the pickled not jalapenos. Good. See, not good. I'm a little, uh, I'm a little on the fence about jalapenos in general because to me they're either duds where they're not right. spicy at all. Or sometimes they're like 
way too fucking spicy. Yeah. And I like spicy foods, but not where like it literally is burning my face and I'm sweating after I eat it. <laughs> and lo- occasionally you'll get a jalapeno that does that. A to lot you. of the keys with jalapenos or hot peppers is the amount of seeds you leave in them from the from the mm. middle. And so if you leave a lot of seeds and yeah. cut it in with you there, can it's gonna be, be, gonna be spicier. Yeah. But with fresh jalapenos, there are certain things that I use them for because I love a good fresh jalapeno, but pickled jalapenos also have their place for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Pickled anything for that matter. Yeah, but, but I go pickled on like pizzas and stuff like that because by the time you put a jalapeno on, I think it just gets too too burned and too much. Like if I'm going to go normal pe- normal jalapeno, well, see, I got to put them on the pizza like halfway through the cooking. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Well, I see, love my pizza. We got a, a pizza stone in the oven. So we make mm. our, our homemade, some homemade pizzas here. That's the way You have go. a pizza stone in the oven? Yes. So what, is that like a thing you put in your oven that then allows you to bake a pizza? Exactly. Because you got to get, get the oven really hot, like 450, even like I go like 500 because that's how you got to cook a pizza in the really hot environment. And obviously it's better in like an actual pizza oven like designed for it. But that's the that's the idea is you get a pizza stone, which is a certain I, I don't know actually what it's made of. But uh, you probably ceramic rock. But you throw the uh, yeah, you throw the uh, like a rock. It's it's a nice little size. Yeah. You throw the pizza in there Interesting. quickly. Yeah. OK. So. All right. Fair easy. enough. Yeah. Love it. I mean, that's pump it or dump it. Uh, how are you guys feeling about. Uh, cum rocket would you be like pumping that stock or dumping it? how much is it well i wouldn't be pumping it or dumping cum rockets <laughs> <laughs> like are we are we talking about the transfer portal again <laughs> the transfer natalie portman's transfer hole uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my gosh okay uh we finally have football to talk about week five picks <laughs> week five picks okay so hey i actually did some work i had uh, a few extra minutes I went to. I had a few extra minutes yeah, <laughs> to pump it and dump it i went to town on the uh uh uh, sounds the sound effects soundboard town on the sound yeah. so I made an intro and I want to see what you think of it we can play it for one week get rid of it it's a little pump up to, to talk about some games this week a lot week. of pumping going on yeah a lot of pumping a lot of dumping so uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's just an intro for the picks the, and, and, and Smitty and I have never heard this this is no again, no you like, never heard Tyler this Tyler loves bringing surprises to the show which it, I love we're just using some movie quotes things like that okay. little little, uh, yeah, little, yeah. Like, little excitement so this little, is a potential intro for all game breakdowns well no because I got I got a couple I think I might have another one next week that's a little like different a little more humorous this okay. one's a little more serious but yeah so so right. anyway, let's do a little, let's do a little intro. Yeah, let's hear it. The bookies fear and despise a tiny coterie of professional bettors known as wise guys or the sharps. Mm. Let's see what Vegas. What has Vegas got you guys at today? Point spread just went up to ten. What do you think? I think Miami is a lock. I'm going to keep it on my sheet. Are you kidding me? Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Only two games. Two winners. Two over on this. That's right. Everyone who bets on sports, from small-time professionals to big-time bookies, they all try to figure out how the brains do what they do, and especially what they'll do next. There you go, a little intro. That it? You know what? Yeah. It sounded like um, I love it. It sounded like an intro to like a uh, like an instructional how to on sports gambling. <laughs> it was serious. It was yeah, a little serious. It sounded very serious, uh, but yeah. I dig it. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I I, I want to hear a mix of humorous ones too next okay. week. Yeah, Bring something in. Ones. Yeah, no, I, I I'm into it. I, I like it. So we Let's have go. a huge slate of games. Uh, I have the most best bets that I've had on the show so far. Yeah, I mean, that's six of them. That's huge. And I think we're breaking down like 10 games or something like that, 11 games. So maybe more. Um, We start off uh, Saturday with Baylor at Iowa State. This line is really fascinating to me because Baylor opened up 
or Iowa State opened up a, or excuse me, yeah, yeah, Baylor opened up a one-point road favorite, and this line has shifted all the way to Iowa State being a two-and-a-half-point home favorite here against Baylor. Um, it, you know, to me, the, I, this scares me because could this be an overreaction to the last time we saw Baylor in a big game, they lost to BYU on the road. Now they go on the road to Iowa State, and all the money is flying in on Iowa State, and an Iowa State team that hasn't looked impressive at all. I mean, they, they barely beat a, a, a bad Iowa team in the Cyhawk game. I, I do want to give them more credit than the mo- than the average person is for that, though. Than the average bear. But look, I mean, there's a reason why Kirk Ferentz was 5-0 and against them before this season. Like, right. we have to give Iowa State credit when they do outperform expectation. They, they sure. cover the spread. They did a good job that game. I know Iowa looks bad, but... I think we need to give uh, Iowa State a little more credit for that game. I well, fair enough. I mean, yeah, look, they they move the ball a lot in that game against a good Iowa defense, but they also turn the ball over a lot. And and to me, like it my question here is like what have we seen from Iowa State to think that they deserve to be favored against what is a good Baylor team? I know they lost to BYU. BYU is a good team as well. Um this game was close last year. They played last year. I believe it was a two-point game. Um you know, I'm hesitant to to pick against Iowa State because with the line moving that much, and we know that Iowa State is, you know, in this case, probably not going to be a public favorite. That means sharp money is all over it. But you know, I, I still feel compelled to go with Baylor and the points here. I don't know. So uh, let's talk quickly about the idea of of the sharp money earlier in the week. That's not always the case. It, it often is. Okay, it's often an indicator of of the right side for for a couple reasons. A lot of the sharp money has to do with the limits, okay? If these syndicates, if you're a syndicate that bets college football and you want to get down 100000 250000 500000 a game, which is a real thing, you have to wait until Saturday to bet. So the reason why sports bettors like me piss off the people like that is because there are people who give indications early in the week who don't have to, who don't want to wait that long because they want to bet five hundred or a thousand dollars a game where they easily can, and that's where that's what the smart money is that we see early in the week. Yep. So there's differences though because what we have seen the last few weeks is dummy money coming in, and uh, the under for the I forget what game it was it it was it was the low time game it was I think it was the James Madison game last week I looked it up when I was doing some homework the Duke dogs that got dummied up two or three <laughs> two or three points. And then it got bet down like five points. Okay, so yep. so sometimes we may be falling for traps early in the week, where some of these people with money are waiting until Thursday, Friday, or even Saturday to make their bets, and then the line will swing back a certain way. So that could be going on now. I'm not, I don't know if it is or not, but let's just, let's not always assume that early lines moving that much is always super sharp action. So that's the first thing. Um, in terms of my handicap here, I do like Baylor plus three. This is one of my bets. I think this is an overreaction to Iowa State's good start. And I actually think that too much is being made. Will, you said that you don't think enough is being made. Maybe it's not like in the headlines or you know, maybe like enough people aren't talking about that. But I feel like in the power ratings, you are seeing the adjustments with Iowa State. I think they're getting too much credit for what they've done so far. Uh, I'll, I actually had this as a big power ratings play too. Like you remember last week how my Florida State pick was more X's and O's, and, and yeah. it, it wasn't quite the power rate. This is a big math play for me. I mean, I have this closer to a pick'em, and I'm getting three points with Baylor here. And right, and it opened close to a pick'em, right? So. It did. I believe in that. And, and and as you said, the early money's come in, and I don't love fading that much of a line move because we're moving to a very key number to three here, 
But but this is a rare difference in my power ratings that I just can't ignore here. Uh, Baylor's offensive line, number eight in yards added per rush and number three in rush versatility. And what that means is how many players are getting involved offensively. They've had 12 people run the football so far, five in double digits. So Baylor does a lot getting their receivers involved, spreading the field out, out vertically. And, I, and look, Iowa State is in a situation this year where their defensive line actually looks really good. I, I I mean, look at how they shut down Iowa when they when they needed to run the football. Yep. But Baylor's not going to run that way. Baylor's offensive line is again eighth in yards added per rush for a reason. But they get upfield a lot. They, they they themselves get side to side. That they're they're a smaller offensive line. So I think Baylor matches up well. And I also think Baylor's underrated on defense. They're nineteenth in a defensive FEI, which is a, a football outsider stat that normalizes for who you've played. And uh, like I said, I just think that. Iowa's, uh, 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 Iowa State has some inflated stats because Iowa does have a bad offense and I, uh, Ohio has a, a bad defense. I think they were 119th in defensive efficiency. O- Ohio Bobcats. is. Yeah, so Iowa State hasn't really played a complete team yet. And I think Baylor is that complete team. It's it's going to be a close game. I understand that. This is always a close game, but I, I, I'll give Dave Aranda the edge here, plus three on the road. I, they could be a live dog and win this thing for sure, but I, I don't trust Iowa State here. Baylor plus three is is, is going to be a pick for me. Yeah, and it, uh, plus three is kind of the consensus. It's floating around two and a half at some places too, um, but especially if, if you get it three, like I, I'm on the same side here, um, even as someone who, you know, definitely I feel like... Um, we, you know, we've talked about it so many times in the past, but you know, I, I respect Matt Campbell. I think he's a good coach. I think Iowa State is a really good underdog team. Um, but for them to be favorites here in this spot, like I, I think Baylor is that good of a team. So I'm with you. We're both on Baylor uh, plus three points here. Um, North Carolina hosting Notre Dame right now. The Tar Heels a one and a half point home favorite against Notre Dame. Um, this is an interesting game for me because. You have strength on strength and weakness on weakness, right? The strength of North Carolina is their offense. The strength of Notre Dame is their defense. The weak points for North Carolina is their defense and, and uh, on the offensive side for Notre Dame. And so it's a very interesting game because, you know, I think that with Notre Dame, we've seen them struggle. Obviously, they're they're one and two. Um, their offense has been terrible. They lose Tyler Buckner. Last week, we saw uh, Tommy Reese, the offensive coordinator, chewing out the uh, the backup quarterback yeah. on the phone they they, sh- they cut to a camera feed of him <laughs> up in the in the booth um right as he was literally you could read the 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 words on his uh you know what he was saying to him uh, on the phone with him do your fucking do job. your fucking job yeah. this yeah. whole team is he, counting on you he pulled a josh mcdaniels so funny brian man. kelly circa 2008 <laughs> and normally i would say like bad look for the coordinator but like tommy reese was a quarterback in Notre Dame. he kind of has that right i feel like um so it's interesting because I think North Carolina is... I know Notre Dame has a really good defense. I think North Carolina's offense is good enough to score here in this game. And for them to be a one and a half point favorite, I know their defense is terrible and that's going to provide an opportunity for Notre Dame. But to me, like this is one of those games where I feel like Mac Brown will come out and win a game and everyone's going to loud North Carolina and then they'll probably flop the next week against you know a bad team, whoever that would be. And so uh, I think Notre Dame, Notre Dame won't have enough you know, to, to slow down North Carolina on offense here. Uh, I'm leaning, you know, taking North Carolina in the points here, Tyler. Where are you? <laughs> uh, same. Uh, now, this is just a lean for me. I don't really like this game a lot, but 
Uh, if I had to, I would go North Carolina for the same reasons you did. I just think that their offense is going to outpace Notre Dame. I'm not really impressed with the Irish defense so far. Not great advanced stats. But if this becomes anything of getting close to the total, which is 56, I don't, I don't, I don't see Notre Dame keeping up. I just don't think they will. So uh, North Carolina's got too much. As my headline said, I think you know Mac Brown tips the scales in favor of. Uh, <laughs> But look, also, I, I just can't bet really on or against Notre Dame right now. They could be a lot better than we think. Uh, I always like to play the game of how good is the roster and how much is the coaching staff impacting what we're seeing. And, and an easy way to play that game is replace your coach, your local coach out there, with Nick Saban. Okay, now, don't right. replace any recruits or anything. It's just like tomorrow, if Nick Saban switched places with your head coach, how many more wins would you have this year? And I think Notre Dame could be a you know ten uh, a nine ten win team, and so they could be a lot better if, if Marcus Freeman figures it out. I don't know if he will. Therefore, I can't really bet on this game. So and uh, by the way, Notre Dame, even though they're one and two, they're zero and three against the spread. So they haven't covered a spread yet. Right. Uh, this obviously being a, a much smaller one, but I'm I'm with you. I just don't see. I know North Carolina's defense is terrible, um, but if North Carolina's defense can have like their best game of the year and only give up you know twenty points then at that point, I think Drake May is good enough at quarterback where you know they're going to score on Notre Dame, uh, and I like them being at home here in this spot. So we're both on the same side here. Uh, Tar Heels minus one and a half. We move to the Big Ten. Drake May. Michigan's first real matchup. They're 3-0. and uh, They haven't played anywhere. They played Colorado State, Hawaii, and uh, UConn, so three of the, some of the worst teams in college football. They host Maryland. Right now they're 16-and-a-half-point home favorite over the Terps. Um I'm worried because I think the public will be all over Michigan here. They have a high ranking. Their offense has looked incredible. The defense has looked great. But again, against bad teams. And so I'm worried that we're overvaluing their performances. You know, the defense has been super impressive for Michigan because they lost seven guys uh, off that defense last year that was really good. And yet they're still looking super productive. Um, to me, I look at the history of, of this matchup. And every year since Jim Harbaugh has showed up, they have destroyed Maryland. In fact, they would have covered a 16.5-point spread in every single game. And so I know that Maryland, I, I like the uh, you know Tua's younger brother there. I, to me, they're a flashy team. They have a lot of skill players. But every time they play a team that wants to out-physical them, they get dominated. They're just not a physically tough game, especially, uh, a tough team, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I think they can get bullied at the line of scrimmage. And so I, I'm going to go with Michigan here, minus 16.5, especially with it staying under 17. Uh, this is a total pass for me. Uh, I, I don't really lean one way or the other, to be honest. I think this is a pretty decent number. But either way Michigan has looked awesome I mean every stat every advanced stat every way you look at Michigan they look dominant this year one of the best teams but this is the first data point that's really going to actually mean something right. and tell us who Michigan is Maryland's good so far I mean they were one of my best bets last week uh they, they, they have that kind of team that you know they can compete with the best teams that are right behind the elites right behind Alabama Michigan Ohio State those kind of teams so I just don't trust Maryland to be there yet, like you said. Will you know Michigan all uh, historically matches up well here, so I don't have a whole lot. I don't love this game. I'm staying away completely. Um, but I mean, Michigan just looks so good. As a Michigan fan, are you pumping or dumping Michigan's uh, playoff chances? Uh, I mean, I'm pumping. Uh, like they. You know, to me, I think there's a yeah, really good are. chance if they can. They they get Penn State at home, which is huge. 
So to me, there's a really good chance they're going to be 11 and 0 going into the Ohio State game, which is you know on the road, which is super tough. Uh, I think a line just came out by the way. Uh, early line for that game has Ohio State, I think 10 or 10 and a half point home favorite against Michigan. Mm. I would love Michigan with against that that number. Uh, I think they have a honestly. I think they still have a good chance at at winning that game. I haven't seen enough from Ohio State yet to tell me that they've turned around what their problems were last year. Again, I've, I've got Ohio State exactly a touchdown better. So you so you would like Michigan in that game at ten and a half? Because uh, that's uh, three points off your number. And the home field is not the same home field for Michigan for that game. Um, like like it, when for Ohio State you mean? Yeah, yeah, for Ohio State when when, when uh, let's say Indiana goes to Ohio State. I mean, on average, it's probably three and a half points, right? Right. When Michigan goes to Ohio State, it may be as low as two, two and a half. Interesting. Just because it's a rivalry game. And they're used to that it. That being said, they haven't, they're done that. they haven't won in Columbus since, I think, 2000. But, so. but everything that makes other teams wow. perform yeah. poorly there goes away with Michigan. Not a lot of wins in general since 2000, by the way. <laughs> but I'm telling um. you what, man, and we're going to talk about this in a sec, but Herb is gone. And this is this is a different, dominant kind of team. Right. I, I, I know they're still dominant. I put Ohio State for sure. But you're right. In, in it's like category. skill. It's skill. It's not like physical dominance, I know. right? I know. They're not as tough as they were under Urban Meyer. And so to me, you're like to go back to it, yeah, I think Michigan has a good chance at making the playoff because I think they have a pretty good chance, uh, you know, uh, going into Columbus and winning that game. Will's pumping. So I'm pumping. Uh, we stay in the Big Ten uh, and in the state of Michigan. Minnesota, the Golden Gophers on the road at Michigan State. Right now, the Gophers are two-and-a-half-point road favorites here. Ooh. This line opened with Michigan State a two-point favorite, so it's now swung four, four-and-a-half points this is one of my off best the opening bets. line. I agree. I like this one as well. Um, Uh-oh, where's Will going here? First of all, so these teams haven't played since 2017. They're in the same conference, but they're in different divisions, so it's been a while since they faced off, which means we haven't seen P.J. Fleck uh, coach against uh, Michigan State, certainly not against uh, Mel Tucker. You know, we just saw Michigan State get worked by by Washington, but not on the ground. Uh, Minnesota is a team that's built to run. I think Tanner uh, Morgan is a good quarterback, but they're a run first team. And to top it off, last week their their top wide receiver Chris Hopman Bell got hurt. So to me, they're going to be even more reliant on the run. And the the main you know Michigan State's defense isn't great, but their weakness is through the pass. Washington tore them up. Uh, uh, Penix. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. for Washington. Just, I think he went for 400 yards and four touchdowns through the air. I think that a team that wants to run is not going to have nearly as much success on Michigan State, uh, especially at home. They're going to be motivated after that bad loss. Um, to me, they're going to be able to stop the run. I love this pick. I'm taking Michigan State uh, plus two and a half at home. Give me Sparty. Um, I am on the other side. Wow. Yeah, I am Bad on. Bad board. You're on Minnesota, minus two and a half. I'm on Minnesota, minus two and a half. Wow. Uh, here, I love this bet board. Yeah, and uh, the reason why, uh, well, it's actually, it, it is a power ratings play because earlier in the week, I did a, I, 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 before I did adjustments, I, I had a hard time getting here. And then it was funny. This is today as I was doing stuff. Slowly and slowly, the number kept getting bigger and bigger. And I, I just think that what we're seeing in the market is different than uh, some of this money coming on is different than the earlier game we talked about, which was what was the other game where it was moving up uh, from from pick him to three? Oh, it was, uh, the Baylor Baylor game. Baylor game. Yeah. I, I think that the early money here is showing that Minnesota is looked at as being 
substantially, obviously, right? Better. Like, like this, they're on that next level. And I started comparing it to other power ratings. I look at Phil Steele's power ratings. I look at Pro Football Focus power ratings. I look at some good ratings that I trust. And everyone has Minnesota kind of in that next level. And then I went a little deeper. And Michigan State is not showing me what I want to see to bet on a team that I love betting on. Well, how often do I bet on a team that loses in a big spot and then all the time, like like you would figure I would be on Michigan state this, this, this week because they're in a good spot, a team that I usually bet in, in that spot. But the advanced, when I look at all their stats and see what they're doing, I don't think they're being, they're being the classic Michigan state team that, that allows them to win. Like they need to, run the football. They can't get into situations where they have to pass it. They are offensively. When they are in obvious passing situations, they're the 93rd best uh, team in the country converting. Um, They averaged 1.4 yards per rush last week on offense. They're 63rd in in, in yards per play uh, this year in, in all of college football. And Minnesota... I think what they're going to be able to do is find success on the ground. Like, like we all just think that Michigan State's going to stop Minnesota, stop that rush attack. Minnesota's so versatile and so good offensively on the offensive line that they're going to be able to, I think, not push Michigan State around, but they're going to dictate offensively the pace and then they're going to go, they're go... They have the ability to stretch it out. Play action. We haven't seen nothing. This is the... Uh, this is the first year under their brand new offensive coordinator at Minnesota. They have a lot up their sleeve. They haven't showed yet. Their their schedule, by the way, hasn't been the toughest. They beat up a CU team last year or last week that may be one of the worst defenses and worst teams in college football. So mm-hmm. we don't know a lot about how good they can be, but we do know one thing. They haven't shown a ton for what the pass attack can be. I believe they're going to pick Michigan State apart. I think they're going to run the football with success and... I just don't think Michigan State's that good. Too much has been made of Mel Tucker. I think he's overrated. This is Tuck not coming. This is not like a, a play, <laughs> by the way, that, that that I'm like spiteful or anything like that. I just don't see the numbers to make Michigan State a, a, anything that I want to bet on. So yeah, Minnesota minus two and a half is one of my, uh, my best bets. Is it will we'll put it on the bet board, and uh, I, it's a tough bet to make for me, but I like it. So there you go. Okay. Yeah, I I, I like Michigan State in this one. I'm excited. Uh, I really. I, I think you're right. Like all the things you're saying about Minnesota are true. Like their offensive line is good. They're a good team. I think the fact like losing their top wide receiver, um, who I believe is a captain on the offense as well, is a big loss for me. And I think that that will make them more reliant on the run. And it's going to make them a little more one dimensional. But uh, bet board game. I love it. There we I go. think we probably got more on the way too. I think so. Uh, Clemson at Wake Forest. Currently, the Tigers are a seven point road favorite. Um, Clemson is the final boss for Wake Forest, right? Wake Forest has proven a lot, but Clemson is always going to be the final boss for all these ACC teams. Um, At home is a good thing for Wake Forest, but you look at their recent history, and obviously Clemson, who's dominated the ACC now for like a decade under Dabo Swinney, uh, has, you know, Clemson's had their number. Even last year, we saw Clemson in a down year. um, Again, you know, Wake Forest was having a good year. And they dominated them 48 to 27, and I think w- which was one of the last games of the regular season for them. Um, I love the Tigers here, frankly. Minus seven. I know it's it's a lot of points for a road favorite, but I think that Clemson's offense is that much better. I think 
DJ Uyunglele nailed it. Um, I think he's he's much improved from last year, and the offensive line is much improved. We know that Clemson's defense is strong, especially on the defensive line. They're super talented. This is like you know one of the first big matchups for Clemson. Um, you know, playing Wake Forest, and I know Wake Forest will be motivated here, but I see no reason to go against Clemson minus seven here. Tyler, where are you? Uh, yeah, I'm on Clemson as well. Uh, I'm actually not super high on Clemson's offense. I don't think we really know what they can be. I just think it's a great matchup against Wake Forest. You mentioned last year, 48 points against a Wake defense that actually was playing pretty well right? when they uh, matched up. But uh, last year, uh, Clemson was the worst. It was the worst year in terms of offensive efficiency that we've seen with uh, Dabo Sweeney. Now, I know he's not, you know... Super, he wasn't doing a lot with DJ Uyunglele last year, uh, nice. rushing the football. So I think that's going to be the difference. He's running a lot more this year, and that's going to make it tough on Wake's defense, even more than it did last season when they scored 48. And on the other side, Sam Hartman's lack of running is actually going to I- impede what Wake Forest needs to do. He ran the football a decent amount, and then since he's come back from that issue, uh, I mean, it is completely flipped. He's not running the, the the football at all. He's one of the the lowest running quarterbacks in the in the entire NCAA. So if they can't do that, they're going to be forced to you know a lot more of these RPOs where the short pass is going to be the option for him. Clemson's D line too fast for it, so it's a bad matchup. I think Clemson minus seven is the play here. Uh, Wake Forest 128th in rush success rate. Clemson sixth in defensive stuff rate. So bad matchup there as well. Uh, and then Wake Forest last week, if you look at their matchup with Liberty, Liberty won the battle at the line. Like they controlled the line of scrimmage, which you don't want to see from Wake Forest. Wake had an 18% rush success against Liberty last week. So this could be a long day for them. And, and I'm also on a Clemson minus the seven. Okay. We're both on the Tigers. Uh, love it. We go back to the Big Ten. Wisconsin, the Badgers at Ohio State. The Badgers. Right now, the Buckeyes are 19-point <laughs> home favorites here against Wisconsin. Um, you know, I've said it before. I don't think we really know how good Ohio State is. We know they're good, but are they top three good? I'm not sure. Um, we don't know how good or bad Wisconsin is either, though. They lost to Washington State, a team who might be good, might not be. Um you know, that's tough. I do think that Wisconsin's defense, you know, as always, is really good. I think Jim Leonard is a really great defensive coordinator. It's the same Wisconsin defense we've seen for like six straight years. It's really talented. But a lot of times when they go up, a, you know, a step up in class, like a team against Ohio State, they get blown out. They have a really bad record against Ohio State in recent history. Uh, a lot of blowouts. Um, I think they're a similar defense, though, to what Notre Dame has, has fielded. And we saw... Uh, Notre Dame, you know, they did slow down that Ohio State offense in week one. Now, that being said, Ohio State has found their stride a little bit on offense against some some lower level opponents here. So even though 19 is a lot, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't love either side. I think there's a chance that Wisconsin can keep it close just because their defense, I think, is good enough. But I don't see Wisconsin scoring a lot of points on Ohio State here. Uh, I'm leaning Ohio State minus 19. You like Ohio State. Uh, Will, I don't Will like likes Ohio, Ohio State. <laughs> That's unfair. No, you just don't, said you, don't clip that. You just said you liked Ohio State. No, 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 no. I didn't mean that. I meant this game. You you like Ohio State this game. Yeah, I think it's a big number. And again, I don't know how good or bad, you know, either of these teams are. But I think that typically when you see these two teams match up, it is a, a real difference in talent level between the two teams. And I think that's where okay. Ohio State will, will succeed well, in the passing game. Especially. If Will likes Ohio State, we got a bet board game. 
Yo, you're going we with the Badgers. We got game, yes. Badgers uh, plus 19. Yeah, Badgers plus 19. Um, okay. So, Ohio State, they're off. A lot of this comes down to, I don't think Ohio State's offense is as good as it's being built up to be, especially, I think it helps my handicap that they scored 77 last week right. against uh, Toledo. Toledo. That's being over the Rockets. People are reacting to, I think, what they saw last, betting this big of a margin. And like you said, we don't know Ohio State. I think that's absolutely the case. Ohio State, the fact that they are Ohio State and have done well recently against Wisconsin, I understand that. You just mentioned the the history yeah. and how Wisconsin doesn't do well in this matchup, but things have changed, okay? So before I get to exactly why it's changed on defense for, for Wisconsin, let's focus on the Ohio State offense because since Ryan Day took over... This team has completely become the opposite with, with the efficient teams they had with Urban Meyer. And there's a clear distinction where they struggle. So on, st- on standard down line yards, okay, so it, the stat is called standard down line yards, SDLY. What that means is, what, where do you rank in the country in terms of getting yardage and standard downs? First and 10, second and seven, third and four, Okay. And Ohio State, under Ryan Day, is second in the country, number two. So on those downs, they do very well. But when it turns to passing down yards, okay, when they get knocked back a little bit on first down, don't get it on second down, that drops all the way down offensively to 58th in the country. Wow. And this has been a pattern. You look back since Ryan Day took over, they're great in standard downs, horrible in passing downs. They allow pressure on the quarterback, plays break down a lot quicker. And you have to say that it's such a, f- a switch last couple of years under Ryan Day that that's something that they need to work on. And they haven't yet this year. It's the exact same story this year as it has been in the past. So uh, we get C.J. Stroud, Graham Mertz, by the way, both quarterbacks are looking good uh, in terms of the efficiency. C.J. Stroud's the number two efficient uh, quarterback. So he's doing well. Right. But Graham Mertz also is doing, he's number five in, in uh, efficiency. You wouldn't think of that for a Wisconsin quarterback. Right. So Wisconsin's going to be able to stay in this thing. I think that they're going to struggle a little bit offensively. There's a reason why the spread is 19, but it's defensively that I think they're going to give Ohio State some trouble. Uh, Football Outsiders FEI rankings, which is the efficiency adjust for opponent, like I said, Ohio State, number 23 in defense, but Wisconsin is actually fifth in the country. And this offseason Wisconsin was one of the most fortunate teams in terms of getting uh, defensive back transfers. They got the overall number two and number four ranked defensive transfers, uh, Cedric Dort from Kentucky and Jay Shaw from UCLA. Both went to Wisconsin for this reason. They said, we, yep. we need to stop the pass. We play Ohio State. We play all the a lot of tough teams. We're in the Big Ten. If we're going to compete, we need to stop the pass. So that was one of their stresses this offseason. They addressed that issue, and it's showing up in the stats. Like, when they lost to, to Washington State, Washington State scored 17 points and struggled to throw the ball at least deep, deep through the air. So mm. uh, I just like the matchup here. I think that this this defense is a lot better than people think for Wisconsin. And again, that's not the reason why why, why they've been struggling this year. I've got a stat. They, again, only give up 17 to Washington State. They rank uh, 12th in the country and expected points allowed per drive. So, I mean, we know that with their defense, right? They have a good defense, fifth overall in, in, in FEI, but I think that they do have what it takes to keep this within 19 points. The question co- becomes, you know, A, can they stop the pass, which I think they can stop it enough, and then B, can they move the ball efficiently enough? I think that's certainly the case. I believe they can. Uh, plus 19, it, it's a bedboard game, Well, 
Wow. <clears throat> I mean, look, I hate having a bet board game where I have to root for Ohio State. That That's not fun. But I do think I'm on the right side there. So fair enough. we got two bet board games already. Still more games to come. Uh, SEC, a rivalry game. Florida at Tennessee. Tennessee right now, 10.5-point home favorite over the Gators. Wow. Five straight wins for Florida in this rivalry game, by the way, including last year where Florida was a bad team. Um, are we overreacting? Is, is this line an overreaction to Florida the last two weeks? Obviously, they have a huge win against Utah. They get jumped up to number 12 in the, in the, in the rankings, which Ridiculous. was crazy. People were saying Anthony Richardson is a Heisman candidate, um, and then they get totally humbled, first of all, by Kentucky. They almost lose to South Florida last week, um, and now they have to go on the road to a really good Tennessee team. Um, Tennessee's offense, I love. I love Hendon Hooker. Uh, their defense has not been great, though. They you know, they squeaked one out against Pitt. That could have been a loss, honestly. It went to overtime. Uh, Tyler, where are, you, where are you coming out on this game? Uh, I don't have a bet for this game. I would oh. lean, actually, Florida, uh, because Florida or, uh, has had the number one uh, toughest schedule so far. So when you look at the rankings, obviously, they've, they've played some tough teams. Yeah. And they do have the talent. Like you look at their lines, you look at at, at how they matched up against Utah. I, I believe Florida's a lot better than what people think. Anthony Richardson, though, has been so bad, and that's the question for that. So that's why I'm not betting on this game. Is you know who is who is this guy? Right? Is he that good quarterback we saw against Utah that you mentioned? Oh, Heisman contender or? Is he one of the least accurate passers, which statistically the answer is yes, the last couple of weeks? I mean, out of 137 qualified quarterbacks, he ranks 134th in terms of total passing. Yep. He's inaccurate. He's not hitting his receivers. And I mean, you go back and watch it, it, his tight ends and receivers and, and backs are getting open. Yep. He's just missing them. So I don't trust his decision making. I can't bet on him right now as a quarterback in Tennessee looks good. I mean, they are top 10 in, in FEI and defensive value per drive. I mean, they're, they're, they're so efficient on defense that I just, I mean, they could cover this spread. The whole reason why I, I lean Florida is everything historically says Florida. Right. Florida, it's not like they've got a bunch of bums. I just have questions about, obviously, quarterback and coach, which is the two most important things. So, yeah, fair enough. I mean, look, I, I you know I've talked about it on the show a lot. I, I love the Vols in general. I hope that Tennessee is kind of returned to prominence. I think Nayland Stadium is going to be loud and wild for this game, um, and so I like their Tennessee's a team I want to root for. I love Hennon Hooker. I like uh, Josh Heupel. Yeah, but their defense has not been great, and for them to be ten and a half point favorites here in a rivalry game, like you said, historically in rivalry games that matters. Four has won five straight. Ten and a half is is too much. Uh, as far as points go, I think Billy Napier will probably get these guys up. Uh, I think Tennessee wins, but I think Florida keeps it close. So I'm going with Florida I, plus 10.5. I love Tennessee, though. Like you said, good oh, stadium, sure. nice jerseys. Awesome. When, when we start a uh, dynasty in NCAA, Tennessee is going to be on my list of teams to start one with. It's so it's a good Na- choice. Nayland yeah. Stadium is very high on my list of of you know uh, you know bucket list stadiums. I still yeah, haven't a seen a game one. there. And apparently, like I, I know there's like I don't know the name of the river, but there's a river that runs right by campus and by the stadium, and people actually tailgate on boats there. That's cool. And so like it, I don't know, it looks awesome. Uh, I need to see a game there, so I'm pumped. But I am going with Florida and the points here. Uh, we go across the country to the Pac-12. Southern Cal, six-point road favorite at Oregon State. Um, the total is 70 points for this game, which is crazy. Yeah, that's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. And you see two teams that uh, that don't have good very or very good defenses and really good offenses. They're scoring a lot of points. Uh, I love what Chance Nolan has been doing at quarterback for Oregon State. 
I think they're scoring 45 points a game right now. They dominated Boise State in their week one game. Um, the Southern Cal offense, of course, with Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley has been amazing. They're giving up a ton of points, though. And Oregon State won this game last year. Oregon State beat Southern Cal for the first time in a long time last year uh, in L.A. And now for them to get them at home, I'm really scared to go either way because, again, I just think this is going to be a shootout and this could come down to who turns the ball over, who doesn't. I'm actually going to go over the total of 70 points, which is crazy. I know that's a huge number, but I think both teams could easily score 35 here. So I'm going over uh, 70 points. You're going the over? Over 70. Yeah. This is like an old bedlam game <laughs> for me. It's going to be 45, 42. Right. So I'm going over 70. I know I thought, that's square. I for sure have a bedboard game here. Well, where are you going? Maybe you can talk me into it. Uh, I'm going Oregon State plus six and a half. This is a bet for the me. Beavers. Yeah, this is one of my bets. Um, USC's He's defense. pumping and dumping the beeves. I'm pumping and dumping <laughs> the beeves. We're building the dam. Um, USC's defense is playing with fire. They are number one in my ratings. It's 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 a rating I have for every sport, which determines how lucky teams are. Right. It's called a luck rating. Big surprise. They're number one in the country, and one lucky out of, turnovers out of and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a part of it. Turnovers certainly. They're plus ten in turnovers through three games. So, of course, that's part of it. But it's other things, too. Um, I mean, if you look at, at, at uh, Fresno and Stanford, they had the ball in USC's red zone a combined nine times, scored a combined 13 points. Mm. Like, things like that. Yep. That really deceive USC's final score. It's a much better team than people think. So, uh, again, they're plus 10 in turnover margin. They finished once the last 15 years with a plus 10 turnover margin at the end of the season. So it's like that's not sustainable. That's not going to continue. And look at the yardage. They're outgained by or they outgained Fresno and Stanford by an average of 75 yards per game. Based on the yards per point, USC should have beat Stanford by four and Fresno by six. Okay, that's just on yards per point, but it's something to look at. Uh, USC is 71st in defensive drive efficiency, which what that means is if the other team gets the ball on the 20, what is the average team in college football supposed to do against you? Okay, right. If they're supposed to move to the 50, if you exceed that, then then you, that's a positive. If not, right? So it's all based on how far do you move when you get the football. USC's uh, 71st in the country, uh, and they're 89th in a drive value rate. So a lot of things, may, me, what that pretty much all means, I know it's like a lot of numbers, that just means that when USC gets the ball, they, they're not doing what dominant or even average defenses should be doing against the teams they're playing. So yep. this is adjusted for who you play. They've looked bad against their opponents so far, uh, which have been good offenses. Fresno's a good offense, so let's not ignore that. But they played much better than scoring, what, 17 points, which they ended up with against USC. So those are the things that deceive people, I think, in, in, into thinking USC is a little better than they are. Now... Has USC been good? They've been really good. Like their offense has lived up to the hype. Their transfers look look very good. But this is so situational. What we've seen offensively, I don't think it's going to last. Like at least these numbers, as well as they've been playing, I don't think that's going to last. And will mention it. Oregon State plays USC pretty well. They're nine and three, by the way. Their last twelve at home against ranked opponents, and that's against the spread. Wow. So they do well in the situation. They're playing better now than they have in the past, so you have to, you know, give them an upgrade based on the historical stats. And in terms of EPA, USC's defense is 124th in EPA. Uh, they've been beat up on the ground, and Oregon State wants to run a lot more. So it's not a great matchup. Uh, in terms of yards per play, by the way, USC seventh in the country, Oregon State, 15th in the country. Yep. So they're going to be able wow. to keep up scoring. That's why the over is there. That's why Will likes the over. Uh, but 70. 
the reason why I'm uh, the, the over would why maybe you know a little bit of apprehension will would be I think Oregon State's going to run the football more than they have in the past. I think they're going to rely on that a little bit more heavy than people think. So for that reason, how much do they try and keep it out of USC's hands? How much is that part of the game plan that could trend towards the under for that one very reason? But all that added up, I like Oregon State plus six and a half. But let, let let's let's be very honest and very careful here. Uh, this thing is heading down quickly. So by time this posts tomorrow, I think six, maybe the number, and I still like it at six. Okay. Uh, five and a half, I, I think we're, we're getting past that comfortable number of six, but this is coming down quickly. Okay. So, six, six and a half, Tyler likes uh, uh, Oregon State. Yes. I like the Well, over. L- I mean, look, we're going to give it six and a half right now because that's what it is right now, and I'm predicting it goes down, but... Let's let's be fair to ourselves. Also, we 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 bet this during the show. We put this out. It's going to come out in like an hour and a half. People people have the opportunity to listen. Yep. So six and a half right now. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Big Twelve matchup: Kansas State at Oklahoma. Uh, right now, Oklahoma is a twelve point home favorite against the Wildcats. We saw Kansas State lose to Tulane last week. Not a lot of people saw that coming. Oklahoma, of course, dominates Nebraska. Uh, to me, this play is. Honestly, it's fading the public. I think that everyone is going to be all over Oklahoma here. They're usually a public team. Kansas State, usually not. I think Taylor Martinez uh, is a major upgrade at quarterback for them. We all know about Deuce Vaughn. He's amazing. Uh, I think Chris Kleiman is a really good head coach. And I think this game will be close. Kansas State has played Oklahoma really tough the last four years. They've actually been super competitive games. I think they've won two out of the last four against them. So I'm taking the Wildcats plus 12 here. So real quick, every time I hear the name Chris Kleiman, I always think of the professor from The Simpsons and wonder if Kleiman. that's what he's saying. Kleiman. 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 Uh, I like Kansas State plus 12. Oh, God. Should I do my <laughs> handicap? Okay. Uh, <laughs> Please don't. Uh, I lean. It's not a bad poor game. But oh. I lean with the Sooners here. I think we're talking about a real defense. I think this whole handicap comes down to OU's defense. What are we talking about? <laughs> and uh, it is a really good defense for I sure. Mean, but but I, I'm starting to wonder if OU deserves to be in that elite category. Like, like, are they in that real cemented in Final Four right. conversation? I think the answer could be yes. Like, like they're not really missing that much offensively. They haven't been putting up the gaudy numbers they had before. But I like this offense, and defensively, this is a very, very, very good defense. The reason why Kansas State in the past has been able to score on OU is a lot of teams were able to score on OU. So this is a different look. I think they frustrate Kansas State, slow down Deuce, which I love Deuce. But I got to go, I got to lean OU here. I'm not going to make it a bet because, uh, like you said, Will, I think that Kansas State is is a good football team. They always get up for OU, and... I'm not quite so sure. It is a question mark. Do they belong in that elite category? I'm just starting to ask those questions on a serious level, but uh, lean Oklahoma minus the 13. Okay, fair enough. Not a bet board game. Uh, Tyler, just for the record, two chicken to make it a bet board game. Wow, (laughs) incredible. Um, Wow. This one we're not going to break down a lot, but Tyler, talk me out of taking Vandy plus 40 and a half at Alabama. Nope, nope. Uh, Thou shalt not fade. (laughs) 40 and a half is a huge number. (laughs) Vandy is like two and one. They're having their best year ever under Clark Lee. I have no statistics. They continue to cover spreads. I have no advanced stats, but I do have 
Thou shalt not fade Saban. 40 and a half is a lot of points, even for Alabama, by Alabama standards. But SEC matchup standards, and I know it's Vandy. I know it's Bama. Bama wins. How many times have we seen Alabama beat a team 55 to nothing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> quite a, a bit. And they've done game. it to Vandy quite a bit. But again, yeah. like I, I, I think that Clark Lee is on to something. No, they're not going to be the greatest program in the country like he predicted. Yeah. But 40 and a half is a lot of points, and if I don't love it, I'm not sure I'm actually going to bet it, but if you're asking me to make a pick, I'd lean Vandy plus 40 and a half. That's all I got. So whatever. We're going we're gonna, to gonna include it. I think that's in, the least I've ever Will's heard picks. Walgy talk about That's all I got. Uh, <laughs> Just I, one word answer. I'll give it out. Saving. I'll give it out. I'll, I'll, I'll stand on it. I'll say it with my chest. Vandy plus 40 and a half. Book it. Uh, mark it down. We move on to a real football game. Texas at Texas Tech. Currently, the Longhorns are six and a half point road favorites here, uh, going to Lubbock to play the Red Raiders. Um, I love the hire of Joey McGuire at Texas Tech. He's super well connected and, and respected in Texas high school coaching circles, which is going to pay off huge for recruiting. Obviously, having those connections is massive. Um, I think that that Texas Tech, like the stock is going up. I'm pumping Texas Tech long term stock. However. Uh, I love Texas in this bet. It has come up all the way from four to six and a half, but keep it under that touchdown number. Uh, I love the Longhorns. I think Hudson Card is getting more and more healthy from where we saw him get hurt against Alabama. They cover against UTSA, even though they had a slow start. Um, Texas Tech underperformed, in my opinion, against NC State, uh, and I think that Texas, the defense is good enough, the talent on both the offensive and defensive line. Uh, I love the Longhorns here, minus six and a half. No bet board, okay? No bet board. Chicken. I lean, I lean Tech. <laughs> uh, uh, the reason it's a lean is because I think, again, sort of like OU, I think Texas could be a lot better than we think, and as I said a few weeks ago, Texas was Earlier this year, I think they've come back a little bit to the middle, but they were my number. They were in the top ten for volatility this year. Like yep. they could have finished anywhere. They could have won twelve games. They could have won six games, and, and that's starting to normalize a little bit for them. But I mean, I think this is a good team we're talking about. I think Sark really has them on the right path. I just I think Texas Tech's a little underrated. Uh, last week they outgained NC State three hundred and fifty to two hundred and seventy, but they couldn't overcome a ni- uh, negative three turnover margin. And, I mean, they looked actually really good. I watched a lot of that game. They, they did look good, just shot themselves in the foot over and over again. They, they had zero points halfway through the second quarter, and I think they had at that point in the game almost 200 yards of offense. So uh, Texas Tech is better than people think, but I think Texas also could be in that level of or in that category of don't bet against them right now. So for that reason, not a bet, but I do lean Texas Tech. Make it a bet board game. No, come on, do it. <laughs> Let's make it a bet board game. Uh, we move on to uh, an SEC matchup, which I love right here. Um, we have uh, Arkansas going on the road at Texas A and M. Currently, A and M is a one and a half point home favorite. These are two great defenses. Um, A and M certainly looks better with Max, Max Johnson at quarterback than they did with Haynes uh, King or Heinz King. I think it's Haynes King. It's Haynes, yeah. Um, they get the big win over Miami. They cover. Uh, but ultimately, I, I see this as two teams that want to play a similar style of football. They want to run the ball. They want to dominate time of possession. They both have good defenses. I, I like Arkansas in general. The bet that I'm making here is actually under. The total is 49 points. I think that both teams are going to try to strangle the other one and dominate time of possession and chew up the clock and run the ball game. I could see this game as being like 17-14, something really low scoring. So I'm going under 49 points. Uh, this is not a bet for uh, for me. Uh, I have one more. Uh, I have just one more bet that I'm going to give. 
uh, and it's not this one. Uh, but I do have a strong lean towards Arkansas. I just wonder for overreacting to how good they've looked so far, but they have looked really good, right? Right. Uh, and they were in a clear flat spot last week against, was it Missouri State? Uh, yeah, exactly. And yeah. it was like a Petrino thing. There was like yeah. whole ties there. Whole tie, and, and they had South Carolina the week before. They got A&M this week. And I just, I'm concerned about A&M's offense. Like you mentioned, they didn't look good after the quarterback change. Outgained last week by 130 yards against Miami. Yep. So, you know, Miami looked a lot better than people think. And in yards per play, A&M is uh, 98th in the country. Arkansas 58th. Yeah, not great. Uh, but I do, I do worry. And one of the reasons why it's not a play for me is in opponent yards per play, A&M's actually doing pretty well. They're 22nd. Uh, Arkansas 75th. So if A&M could move the ball on someone, maybe they will find success against Arkansas at home. Uh, if Arkansas may may struggle a little bit to uh, move the ball, it could be against A&M's number 22 yards per play defense. So a lot of contra- uh, contradicting things this game. I don't love either team, but I do have a lean towards Arkansas. Okay, love it. Uh, Smitty, your picks? Smitty's picks. Uh, I actually went with, uh, with Walgie's um, uh, Minnesota pick, and then I'm also going with the... Uh, even though I don't love it, and this is why I hate picking games that you guys, well, yeah, both of you pick as well, is <laughs> I'm set in my ways, and then I hear your guys' stats, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> great. But I actually am going to take Wake Forest at home plus Wake. seven. Wake plus seven. So those are my two for uh, for this All week, right. Minnesota and Wake. Mini minus uh, two, two and a half, my, Wake plus seven. Yes. Tower's got another pick. I have one more pick. Yeah, James Madison. The the, uh, the Duke Dogs. Duke, Duke Dogs. Shout uh, out Duke Dogs. Roll that beautiful bean footage, baby. <laughs> James Madison plus seven at App State. Uh, I mean, this is a clear flat spot for App State, and James Madison is one of the best yeah. non-talked about teams. I think they may be my most improved team this year in terms of power rankings. So wow. uh, James Madison plus seven we're talking at, about them. at App State. Yes. They may not be talked about, but we're talking yes. about them. Yes. So uh, let me go over all my picks one more time. I, we've been doing this at the end of the show. Yep. Um, all my picks are, we'll just start off with the James Madison one. James Madison plus seven at App State. Baylor plus three uh, at Iowa State. We've got Minnesota minus two and a half at Michigan State. Clemson minus seven at Wake Forest. Wisconsin plus 19 at Ohio State. And Oregon State plus six and a half against uh, USC. Were you not on North Carolina minus one and a half as well? No, that was not an, a play for me. That was okay. just a lean that North was Carolina. A lean. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. My picks are the following. I got Baylor plus two and a half. North Carolina minus one and a half. Michigan minus 16 and a half. Sparty plus two and a half bet board game. Clemson minus seven. Ohio State minus 19 bet board game. Florida plus 10 and a half. Uh, over 70 in the USC Oregon State game. Kansas State plus 12. Vandy plus 40 and a half. <laughs> Book it. Texas minus six and a half. Uh, under 49 in the Arkansas A&M game. And I'm giving out my square parlay of the week. Love Perfect it. square. Four teams. Rutgers plus whatever. I think it opened eight and a half. It may be down to like seven, six and a half. I don't care. Iowa's offense is terrible. I love Rutgers in that game. So Rutgers plus the points. I like that. Texas minus six and a half. Sparty plus two and a half. And Clemson minus seven. That's the four game parlay. It's going to hit this week, guys. <laughs> I'm telling you. So time to bet it. Do you have a record on your parlays? Uh, well, I, I hit one last year. Nice. So we were, whatever. Nice. How many weeks are what we are? It was like one in 13. <laughs> but it pays out like 11 to one. So all I got to do is, is hit two and everyone's cashing money. So right, uh, you, you told me to have a parlay. Yes, I that's did, right. 
I did Tyler's not, parlay. I did not come prepared with one, but what what I'm going to do? Let, let's make a parlay, everyone. And uh, Tyler loves parlays. What what we can actually maybe do is is do this math live. Hang on, just a sec, and see what this pays because I want to parlay uh, a couple underdogs. Some together. money dogs. Some money dogs. money dogs. Yeah. Okay. What do we got? A lot of uh, lot of dog talk this episode. <laughs> yeah, a lot of dog talk. That's All right. right. Shout out Duke Dogs. <laughs> All right. So shout out dogs in general. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're gonna go. Baylor plus 115, James Madison plus 225, and then Virginia Tech. We're going to go, I think it's Thursday or Friday night. We're, t- we're taking Virginia Tech money line plus 115 as well. They're uh, against, or against uh, West Virginia. So Virginia Tech plus 115, James Madison plus 225, uh, Baylor plus 115. That pays 14 to 1. So uh, 10 bucks wins you a nice uh, 140 there. Think about how much a thousand dollars wins. Wow! Bet responsibly, folks. And that's how people lose their houses. <laughs> Bet responsibly, <laughs> folks. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Follow us on Twitter at cfb underscore pod. Follow us on Instagram at uh, Culture yes. Ball Tailgate. Uh, rate and review. We'll see you guys next week.